0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to One Verse Podcast. My name is Katie Fender and I will be your host. I first wanted to say thank you if you listened to my last episode, which was my very first episode about Genesis 1-1. I am really, really excited for this podcast and the glory that is being given to God. There's nothing that I love more. So with this episode, we are going to focus on just one verse. For this episode, our one verse can be found in John 11:35. The verse reads, Jesus wept. Now, I'm sure most of you are thinking, "Wow, that's a very, very bland verse, very short and simple and to the point." But this verse is huge and shows a characteristic of Jesus that I feel like most Christians forget about, and that is Jesus was a man. He had feelings. He had emotions. He experienced the feeling of empathy for others and their loss and their pain. And it just shows us that the Son of God, the one who saved all mankind, wept. He cried because he was a man. To give a little background of what led up to jesus weeping was um, the story of lazarus so lazarus was the brother of mary and martha a pair of sisters who had actually met jesus back in the book of luke when jesus and his disciples had come into a village and martha welcomed them into their home but mary and martha were close sisters and their brother had passed away he had been in the tomb for four days And Jesus is back in the picture and he sees Martha weeping. You know, Martha is Jesus. If you were only here, this wouldn't have happened to my brother. And then he goes to see Mary. Mary's the same way. Jesus, if you were only here, you know, this wouldn't have happened to my brother. And Jesus is seeing these two women, these two sisters hurt. They are upset They are desperate at this point, that uncontrollable sadness. I'm sure we have all discovered loss in one way or another, whether it's a friend or a family member or even a pet or, I mean, someone who's not even dead, just someone who's no longer in our life. We have experienced that major loss, and Jesus is watching this play out. He is watching these women hit their knees and just wail, and he feels it. Jesus feels their hurt. He feels their sorrow. He feels their loss. And I think it's just like any one of us when we see something going on that is tragic, that other people are desperately hurting, we hurt with them. That is the feeling of empathy that has been given to us by God. That's how we were created. And that's how Jesus was created as well. Jesus wept. He hurt just like those sisters did for losing their brother. And Jesus could put himself on the emotional level of a man to let his feelings show, which I find so ironic, especially in this day and time where we're kind of teaching our kids it's not okay to cry. You know, little boys, they're not allowed to cry because then they're too sissy. They're not masculine enough. And then girls, when we cry, we're being too dramatic or we're too emotional. It's all very, very taboo and so unhealthy. You're telling me that my 10-year-old son isn't allowed to cry because he's upset. But Jesus, the son of God, who died for our sins, rose again and is going to come back. He cried, but it's not okay for our children to cry. It's not okay for us as adults to cry. It's okay. It is a natural human emotion. And I really, really want to emphasize human emotion because that is what Jesus had. He had human emotion. I will be 100% honest and guilty to say that I've done this with my kids as well, particularly my son. You know, what are you crying for? Like, what are you crying about? And I remember my father doing the same thing to me. You know, we just, we assume that if they don't show emotion, if our kids are built, you know, these strong, tough people, that then they're going to get through life a little easier. And in reality, it's such the opposite. Like, as adults, it's okay for us to show anger. It's okay for us to show emotion. But when our children do it, or when teens are acting out, It's like this huge taboo that they're not supposed to do that. And here we are in Jesus's life as a young 30-year-old man who's crying. A 30-year-old man who is crying. I can honestly tell you I haven't seen a lot of 30-year-old men cry. Especially when it didn't come to something that was personal to them. Like I said, Mary and Martha were sisters. They weren't related to Jesus. They were I mean, they were sisters. They had a brother. They had had an encounter with them in the last book of Luke where Jesus came into their home and Mary and Martha kind of had a sisterly spat cuz that's what sisters do. And I mean, so there was a little familiarity there. But nothing to the point where I myself might have cried in that situation, but Jesus felt their hurt. And that is just shows so much of his character, like I said, that I think Christians forget about. He was a man and he loves us, loves us so much that he knew going into crucifixion that that is the battle that he would face. He knew that he was going to die in order to save the rest of the world, the rest of mankind forever and ever and beyond. And he knew he would raise from the dead, he would ascend into heaven, and there will be a day where those trumpets roar and he comes back to get all of his brothers and sisters And that is just such an overwhelming, joyous feeling. I truly believe there is a difference between being happy and being joyous. And joyous is just a different type of evolution of spirit. I mean, it is just one step higher than happiness. And I know Jesus felt that as well. If Jesus is crying because Mary and Martha lost their brother, Jesus is definitely feeling joy when he sees what his kids and his brothers and sisters and all of us on earth are doing to lead this discipleship. We are to make disciples out of men and women. And I really, really, really stress that we start this young. If we could get kids, young adults, teens, just to understand a little bit more about God and Jesus, I don't think they would be so turned away. There doesn't need to be a rule book the judgment that is passed, especially on 18, uh, 16 to thirty years old, is insane it's We are in such a divided culture right now, and the last thing that we need to do is to continue to divide we've got to find some groundwork we've got to find something that is going to keep us together and I truly believe that peace is Jesus. if we can just bring others to his light. Show him what he's about. Show him he's a man. Show him he cried when Lazarus was dead and he's seen Mary and Martha upset because they lost their brother, whom, by the way, Jesus did bring back to life. That was the story of the Lazarus. But to know that that is okay and acceptable in that society 2,000 years ago, we need to really make sure that it can be acceptable in our homes. It can be acceptable if your 10-year-old son cries because he's upset. It can be acceptable if your seven-year-old daughter cries because she's upset. It should be acceptable if your 35-year-old husband cries because he is upset. That is okay. It's okay to show emotion. Jesus showed emotion. We are human and we are like Jesus in this instance. It is okay to have those emotions. I am personally no stranger to emotions. I have been called, you know, the dramatic one, um, the very emotional one. I suffer with many different um, mental illnesses and struggles and things like that. And this verse at the end speaks so much to me and it brings me comfort. It brings me peace. I remember losing one of the biggest losses I have ever experienced in my time and it was my stepdad and I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed because I didn't understand what was going on I God was supposed to save him he was supposed to be healed you know we were supposed to have this family that finally our blended family came together and everything was supposed to be great and the world had other plans and I know that if Mary and Martha were Kelsey and Katie, (laughs) and something like this Lazarus was our stepdad Doug, and Jesus was somewhere in the picture with us, Jesus would have wept. The day that Doug Sutherland took his last breath on earth in April of 2008, I truly believe Jesus would have wept. And that brings me comfort to know that my Savior loves me and cares about me that much that he is here for me when I'm crying. He is here for me when I am upset, when I am going through personal struggles, which I think we all go through every day, whether it's stress related or work or relationships or just life in general. Life is hard. This life is, I mean, it's so hard. It's so tough to navigate. There's no rule books. We're pretty much all winging things that shouldn't be won at this point. We've never lived through a pandemic before. Everyone's adjusting. I mean, it's just wild, wild times right now. And then when I humble myself back down to remember who Jesus is, who he was as a man in his time on earth, and it just makes it more relatable. It makes it easier for me to understand. And it does. It brings me that comfort, that peace that surpasses all understanding. I'm allowed to cry. I'm allowed to grieve. I am allowed to be upset. Jesus fell out of those feelings as well. So who's to tell that Katie Fender or, you know, you or whoever is listening are not allowed to feel those feelings. That is just fine. That's healthy. Guys, Jesus wept. This man wept. When I think of weeping, I am thinking of like on our knees, hands covering our face, sobbing uncontrollably. Like, it's not like a little cry. He was shedding some tears. Like It said Jesus wept. That is a heavy word when it comes to crying, and I take this statement for what it is. He was upset because he was watching how upset Miriam Martha were and the other Jews that were there that were just so distraught over the loss of this man. The story of Lazarus is a pretty um common one that you will hear in the Bible because it was an instance that Jesus did raise a man from the dead that had been in the tomb for four days and I am not historically fit to, you know, really say what was going on, but I would assume back in that time there wasn't embalming fluid and things like that. So we just kind of, you know, pushed Lazarus into this this tomb and set it up and then left him there. So a four-day-old corpse was in there. And when, you know, Jesus telling them to roll the tomb away and Lazarus to walk on out of there, I mean, the miracle that happened, yes, was absolutely phenomenal. But I think the bigger miracle was what it did to Mary and Martha's hearts. I know when I bless other people in the name of God, it brings first God the glory, but then it brings me joy as well because I love blessing other people. That's why I like the job that I am. I do love my job. I am a service manager. I serve. I have the heart of serving and I love it. And when you can make other people's day and you can make someone else happy, and especially when you're doing it in the name of our heavenly father, it's amazing. And it is such an uplifting feeling that... I believe you'll only understand if you had it or if you have experienced it before. And I know that Jesus didn't do this for the glory of himself. He did this for the glory of God. He was letting everyone know, you know, I'm going to raise Lazarus from the dead. I am the Messiah. Follow me. Look what my heavenly father can do. And that's amazing. I'm not sure if anybody else has had these encounters, but I specifically remember my dad crying twice in my entire life. And those were like monumental moments because my dad didn't cry. You know, he was not a crier. He didn't show emotion or anything like that. But when he did, I remember how much he looked different. He looked soft. He looked meek. And I say meek instead of weak because I will never, ever compare my dad to being a weak individual, but he was meek. His heart changed for those few minutes. Even if it was temporary, I saw that change. And I saw that change out of him. And having that come out of somebody who does not express those feelings it does something to you. I'm sure a lot of people can relate having that father that, you know, just does not show emotion, you know, or having the mom who's emotionally disconnected because she doesn't have healthy emotions or dealing with a toxic relationship whether it's with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a husband or a wife, you know, where these emotions aren't, you know, healthily talked about or expressed, because we live in just such this bubble of what is right and what is okay. And I am here to tell you, there is no one on this earth that is out to validate your feelings. You feel what you feel, and that is okay. If Jesus can cry over some man who passed away that was a brother to these three, oh, I'm sorry, these two girls, yeah, I can cry over something really sad, I can cry over the loss of something and that's okay. And it's okay to feel that. But just remember after Jesus wept, he performed a miracle. I know, obviously we may not be at the hands to work miracles, but after we cry, what do we do with it? Jesus didn't let it sink him in this terribly low place. It didn't put him into a depressive stage. He didn't stop preaching. He didn't stop talking about God. He didn't stop, you know, hanging back all his disciples. Never mind. you know, I just need some time because I'm so depressed and I'm so down. Jesus wept and then he went into action. And I think that's something we need to remember to do as well. You can have those moments. You can have those feelings. But don't let them have you for long. You can get back up. You can pray to our Lord and Savior for our next moves or what we need to do. And then we can make a change moving forward. And it can definitely be a positive change. I think that we underestimate what God can do. When we pray, prayers get answered. When we pray, God may not answer some prayers to protect us. He's always working in everything. But please don't let weeping pull you down into a bad, bad place. I've experienced that on multiple different times. And these bad places that used to put me in there for two to three weeks, even a month sometimes, I typically can come out of within 12 to 24 hours because of God and because of his son, Christ Jesus. Because Jesus wept and reminded me that I am allowed to weep, but then we got to get up and do something about it. I will say this episode was definitely harder to record than the first one. And that is because I am just like every other Christian. It is hard for me to stay on track with reading God's word, with praying daily, and with it being a meaningful prophecy. And I didn't want to record something that I didn't feel was true. I didn't want to record something that I didn't feel was produced by the spirit of God. I didn't want to record something that I didn't feel would be genuine. So it did take me a little longer to get this done, um, just in hopes that it would be a real episode and that I could reach out and speak God's words to whoever needs to hear them. And I hope that they can hear God When they're listening to this podcast and that they can relate and they can understand, um, especially with emotions and losing thing. I mean, our world is is not great. I, I feel like every other day there's some tragedy, but just to make sure that we're always running back to God with these things and that at the end of the day, he will uplift us and we will see him in heaven, and we will see everyone we have lost, and it is going to be such a huge party. I can't wait. The moment I see my stepdad, Doug Sutherland, oh my goodness, the man is going to get a bear hug from me, and if we're like angels and don't really have feet or something, I'm going to fly over to him. I don't know what heaven's like, but I know I get to see my stepdad again, the man who was such a huge part of my life for eight years and who loved my mom so unconditionally and was an amazing dad to my mom's four kids and his son. And I just have so many good memories with him. I can't wait to catch back up with him because I know that Jesus has promised us that he's going to come back and he's going to get us. This life we're living right now is temporary Everything is temporary. We're not taking any of this materialistic stuff with us to heaven. I'm praying that I don't have to take my broken ankle to heaven. I've had 18 surgeries on this foot. I'm kind of ready for a break. If God could just bless me with no feet and some wings, I would be great with that. But I just, I really hope that we can all kind of look at the big picture. I know this verse was a little heavy to really think about, you know, our Lord and Savior weeping, crying, having that empathy. But look how far it's gotten us just, you know, in this 15, 20-minute podcast. Look at what we're ending on. Such an elevated time. We are just, I'm so, so excited to see what God's doing and who can use me to go through. And just, I really want to just spread the glory of God because honestly, I would not be where I am today without God. And that is 100%. And I could have probably about 20 people back me on that, especially my family, because, the Katie that I was, even just a couple years ago, is nowhere near the Katie that I am now. I am a God-fearing mom. I love God with all my heart. I'm currently dealing with some personal issues that I am learning to trust God and only God because that's where I'm at. And it feels good. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. I don't have these fears that I once would have had. I'm just trusting God because there's so many instances throughout this Bible that that's what you just got to do. You just got to trust them. So like I said, it was a super short verse, but it's something that I felt we could have talked about forever and really went into more detail, maybe a little more about Mary and Martha back in chapter Luke when Mary was upset or I'm sorry when Martha was upset with Mary and then now we have Lazarus dying and he's in a tomb and we got to raise him we could have gone way 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 more into this story but I think it was a good one to start and like I said I've always just wanted to do one verse because I want to make it simple I want to make it applicable and I want to make it so Maybe the Bible doesn't seem so overwhelming for everyone. I mean, if we could just do one verse a week, I'm really, really hoping that I can do that. You know, eventually, hopefully this podcast goes on for however long God wants it to go on, however many verses that need to get out there. But I am really, really excited to continue to do this. I am so, so thankful and blessed for everyone who's listening or sharing this. I obviously don't have a Facebook platform, so it's awesome if you guys could share that for me on my behalf we are going to end this session in prayer as always. Heavenly Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the technology that has been given to me that I am able to record a podcast in your honor and in your praise and in your glory, God. I thank you that to whoever is listening to this out here, God, that you can speak to them, that they can feel you near, that they can feel your presence. God, I thank you for really just letting them take in these short podcast episodes and that they may be able to use it some way in their life for your good and your honor. God, I thank you for my life. I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. And he wept, Jesus wept. And that's so great because I feel like that's something I do often and I'm not ashamed about it anymore. I can cry too. And Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all of us who have wept. I thank you for us finding our peace as well. I thank you for not letting our weeping dig us holes, but to elevate us higher and to really just bring back your glory and honor and praise God. I lift up all of these things in the name of your precious and sweet son, Christ Jesus, I pray. Amen.